Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? I, after last Sunday, um, I told a few people, I said, well, I wonder how many people will be back next Sunday. It's kind of a rough message, and, um, but it was needful, necessary, and I, I still feel good about it. But it looks like most of you came back, and that must mean you want to hear some more of the word of the Lord. Amen? So let's stand together, turning our Bibles to Revelations chapter 3. Revelations chapter 3 and verse number 15. Thank you, Sister Hickey, for all your hard work in preparing the Jesus Method. Thank you, Sister Larson and the choir, for what an outstanding song today. You're going to be singing that all day. Um, We kid Matt Lauersdorf, he presses five on our choir tape, so do I. Our God is an awesome God. Amen. Don't you ever forget it. Revelations 3 and 15, Jesus said, I know your works, but they are neither cold nor hot. I would that they were cold or hot. So then, because they are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. God wants us to either be cold or hot. And I want to preach to you this message today. We need a love and a hate relationship. We need a love and a hate relationship. God bless you. You may be seated. I can't think of anything that I like at a room temperature. I tried to think about it during the week. I like my ice cream cold. If I'm going to have water, or soda, I'm going to drink it cold, I want my food hot. One thing that really irritates me is lukewarm food. How many of you ever gone to a restaurant and you waited for a long period of time and you got a little frustrated with how long you had to wait and then when you came the food wasn't even hot? That is so frustrating to me. I have waited so long, and your excuse would have been, well, it takes time to cook good food. You just need to be patient. And then you let it sit on the shelf and cool off before you brought it to me. And I can relate to what Jesus said. I taste it, and I'd like to spit it out, and I certainly don't want to pay for it. And it's irritating to me. That's one of the things I hate about fast food, too. They make them in advance. They give you this beautiful picture. You know what I'm talking about? This big fat burger that looks so good, or chicken sandwich, or, and man, I mean, you, you are sold because of, now listen, because of the way they packaged it, because of the way that they marketed it, but they don't deliver. And it comes gold. God doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He wants us to be hot. Our God is a consuming fire. 
He's a consuming fire and he wants us to be hot. Matthew 6 and 24 reads this way. No man can serve two masters. Watch this. For either he will hate the one and love the other, else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon. It's a love or it's a hate. And I'm I'm noticing in our society that people are either turning more right or they're turning more left and there's less middle ground. Sin is on a rampage and it's worse than it's ever been before, but righteousness is on an all-time high. It's just that it doesn't get equal time in the media. But it's there. I just came back from General Conference. Let me tell you about the United Pentecostal Church International. It is on an all-time high. We have more ministers, more members, are better off financially than we have ever been before in our history. We are stronger than we have ever been. The church is moving forward. One of my favorite messages came from, how many of you ever heard of uh, Wayne Bowtie Mitchell? Any of you ever hear of that guy? He had a high squeaky voice, he wore a bow tie, he wasn't very big, and he, and he kind of squeaked when he talked. And I remember one time he got up at a conference and he said, I know that I'm supposed to tell you the title of my message. So here it is. And everybody's waiting, you know. And he goes, the church is red hot and the devil is scared half to death. That's a dandy, ain't it? That's just the way he said it. The church, and I'm here today to tell you, the church is red hot. The church is stronger than it's ever been before. The church is moving forward. It's not looking backward, it's looking beyond. And that's what we need to do as a church. Forward, forward. That's what he told the children of Israel when they got to the Red Sea. Move forward. Don't look backward. Remember Lot's wife. But I I encourage you, the church is ready. Now God is a God of hatred. You didn't think he was, but he is. God either hates or he loves. He don't like anything. There's no middle ground with this God. Well, I kind of like this person. He either likes him or he hates him. He hates sin. Don't misunderstand me. He hates sin. He loves people. But people that continually sin and people that continually break his laws and slander his name, he will hate. Because God's not lukewarm either. That's why he can't tolerate lukewarmness in his people. Because he's not lukewarm. Well, I wonder if God is for me today. You know, God did things back then, but I don't know if he'll do them today. That's a lukewarm attitude. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's hot. He's going to stay hot. He's not going to change. He's not going to back up. He's not going to look backwards. He's moving forward. God is for you. 
You don't have to wonder about it. Because God's for you. And he's not lukewarm himself. Take a look at this. John 3 and 16, one of the most famous verses in the Bible. God's soul. He loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 15 and 13. Greater love hath no man than this, than that a man would lay down his life for his friends. You see, love requires a demonstration and demands a response. But love first demonstrates itself and then waits for your reaction. That's why this verse of scripture says, greater love hath no man than this, than that he lay down his life for that of his friends, and that's what Jesus did. He just didn't say it, he gave it because he's not a lukewarm God. Here's Romans 9 and 13. Jacob, this is what God said. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I, I hate him. Wow, I wouldn't want to be in Esau's shoes. But Esau had no, no intention for spiritual things. He didn't care about his birthright. He only wanted his blessing. That'll preach, folks. The birthright is, is the passage to blessing. It's the way to stay in the blessing, is through the birthright. But he didn't care about the birthright. He didn't care about the lineage of the Messiah. We can come to God from a need, a want, or a fear. But the only way we're ever going to stay is if we love him. Think about it. Now just think about what I just said. What brought you to God? Well, I had some problems in my life. I had some financial difficulties in my life. I realized that maybe I was lost and headed for hell, so out of fear I came to church. It was a want, a need, or a fear, or a combination of all three. But once you get the loaves and the fishes, once God ministers to your need, if you don't develop a relationship with God that causes you to love him, you will not stay. You know why I'm here today? Well, you're here because you're getting paid. Well, yeah, that's, that's not true. I'm here today because I want to be in the presence of God. I'm here today because I want to worship God in spirit and in truth. I'm here today because I want to hear the word of God, which will increase my faith, which will increase my relationship with God. I'm here because I want to be here, not because I have to be here. I want to be here. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 36. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. With what? all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. If you only knew this passage of scripture today, you would be a very wise person if you understood it and adhered to it. You know all that, now I don't mean to say this disrespectfully, so don't, please don't read that into it. But all of the Old Testament summed up in two things. If you love God and if you love your neighbor as yourself, it's all covered. That's it. We don't need the Ten Commandments. We don't need to know what happens when a, when a cow gores another cow. When somebody takes your fence down, we don't need to know all the rules and all the laws. We just need to know this. Love the Lord your God with all and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Then you won't steal from him. You won't lie about him. You won't take his wife. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All that stuff is covered. Because let me tell you something. You cannot make enough laws to govern people. Now, maybe it's just because I'm a little bit older, but I'm not interested in a big, fat rule book. Because if our people do not learn to live by principles, they will never live by morals. But if they get the principle, and this is a principle that we're giving you right here. What does God want from my life? He wants a love-hate relationship. You're gonna see the hate in just a little bit, but he wants a love-hate relationship. And if your life is governed by the principles of God's word, you won't have to worry about all the laws that people can invent and all the inventions of sin that they can come up with because you'll be a person of principle. Here's a principle. I will set no evil thing before my eyes. It's a principle. Are we gonna list everything that's evil? We can't because evil is being invented. Even as we speak, new ways of evil are being invented. But if you get the principle, I'm looking at something I shouldn't be looking at. That's a principle. I'm not gonna look at it anymore. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not gonna watch it because I know that it's evil and I know that it's not God's will and I love the Lord. We talk about the world in a negative way. I'm just gonna go off on this a little bit because I feel I need to. We talk about the world, love not the world. We're not supposed to love the world. Well, what does that mean? Here's what it means. The next verse says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is not of God. So I can ask myself about the principle. What's the principle? If it causes me to lust with my eyes or with my flesh or with my pride, then it's the world and that's not what I should be involved in. The world is not trees. He's not, well, you know, you shouldn't enjoy looking at trees or, or streams or, he's not talking about that. He's talking about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Don't be involved in any of that. When you recognize that it's evil, either through the word 
or through the spirit or even through your human spirit, you should turn away from it. You gotta live by principles. You can't make enough rules. Look at what 1 John goes even farther with love. 1 John 4 and 20. If a man say, how many, let me ask you this. How many of you love the Lord today? Okay, we're gonna give you a test. All of us are gonna take a test today. Okay, here it is. If a man say, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. Wow, that's pretty heavy. You know, I've heard some pastors say it, and they say it jokingly when they're frustrated. You know, I really love pastoring. It's the people I hate. That's wrong. If you don't love people, get out now. You know the only thing that God cares about? People. He don't care about, oh, I better be careful. I was gonna say animals, but he cares about people. He died for people. All this other creation, even these animals that can be your pets and all that, those are gifts. What he really cares about is you. That's what matters to God, you. Now, if we say that we love God and we hate our brother, he says you're a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him. Here it is. That whosoever loveth God will love his brother also. Pretty heavy. I don't know if I can do that. Oh yeah, you can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The problem is, is that you're nose to nose with somebody and you've had a confrontation and you hate them when you're supposed to love them. So you gotta get God in between you and them so that you can do what God wants you to do and that is love him so that you can love them. That's heavy. That's a sermon in itself, and I, I, I can't stay there. But you consider it. John 13, 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, by the love that you have one for another. Can I get an amen to that? I watch, you know, during greeting time, gives me a chance to hook up and get my notes in place and all that stuff. And then when I'm set and the sound is checked and and we're all ready to go, you know what I do? I look around. I, I usually don't go out in the crowd and, and greet one another and I hope you'll have mercy on me and forgive me for that. I'll, I'll hug anybody's neck afterwards. But before I preach, I don't like to get into conversations. I, I really wanna be prepared mentally and spiritually to minister to you. But I just stand there and I look and I watch people interacting 
To me, that's encouraging, to see people hugging one another's necks, smiles on their faces. That's, that's what we should be known for, a church of brotherly love. You know what, they really love each other, and they really love God. Everybody that leaves this place, even if they don't agree with our doctrine, should leave here saying this, they love God, they're not afraid to show it. And they love one another, and they're not afraid to show that either. And finally, we need a love for the truth. Yes, we do. Jesus, in John 14 and 6, said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Where is truth in those three things? Smack in the middle. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Proverbs 23, 23 says, buy the truth and sell it not. 2 Thessalonians 2, let me read to you from verse 8. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 8. Then shall the wicked be revealed. Notice the capital W referring to Satan, whom the Lord will consume with the spirit of his mouth. He will destroy him with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? Because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. They didn't love truth. That means they had an opportunity to know truth. Maybe they were lukewarm to truth. Maybe they were cold to truth. They certainly weren't hot to truth. They didn't have a love for the truth. I hope I remain in a church that loves truth above all else. Preach the truth. Preach, don't preach what we want to hear. Preach what we need to hear. Don't give us philosophy. Don't give us tradition. I'm all for stories and illustrations, but preach the word. Preach the truth. Preach it straight. And folks, we got to have a love for that. That's another reason I'm in this church. Well, why don't you go to this other church? It's bigger, you can blend in with the crowd, or, I, or the music's better, or this is better, or that's better. I can't go there. I know too much. How can I sit there and hear a doctrine that's not biblical? How can I hear an invitation and say, just repeat after me, you'll be saved, when I know what I know? When the Word of God says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How can I sit there when I know what I know? I'm worried about people that can. You've lost your love for the truth. Look at what happens when you don't have a love for the truth. 
Verse 11 says, for this cause, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Do you know this is the one time in the Bible where Satan and God will be on the same side? Who's the father of liars? Here God says, I'm gonna send them a strong delusion and they're gonna believe a lie. Why would you do that, God? That's against everything you've done throughout history. I'll tell you why, because they had not a love for the truth. So you want lies? Here you go. Live this one. It appears so that he can damn them. That's hate. I know, maybe you weren't ready for this, but God hates. He hates sin, he hates rebellion, he hates pride. There are seven things that are abominations to him. We better stay in the truth. We better walk in the truth. We better live the truth. We better share the truth. Because folks, it's truth or consequences. And my name is not Bob Barker, but it's truth or consequences. And we should be helping people to know the truth. Teach a search for truth home Bible study. Can I get an amen? Amen. Now let me stop here today. This will be brief. Satan is a hater of God and all of his creation. He hates you. Even the ones that follow him, he hates. He hates everybody. He makes promises that he can't keep. Pride and jealousy are his garments. And he has a suit for you. He'd like to dress you up the same way. Pride, jealousy, anger, bitterness. He promotes evil, lust, greed, Unforgiveness, I hate him. I just hate him. He lies, he steals, he cheats, he separates, he kills, he destroys. I hate him. He offers vices, bondage. He takes hostages. He disfigures marriages. He separates family and friends. He laughs at your pain. I hate him. Just hate him. But he dresses himself as an angel of light. He doesn't wear a red suit and have horns sticking up. He is an expert at packaging and marketing sin. But when the wrappers come off, when the real product is revealed, it destroys. I hate him. What are you doing, Brother Kylie? I, I'm telling you this, love God with all your heart, hate Satan with every bit as much. Blame him for everything. Doctors tell us that people have to have a blame bag. When things are bad in their life, 
they have to blame somebody. And when they blame that person or persons and put all of that garbage that they feel in a bag, they feel better. Well, I've got a blame bag for you today. His name is Lucifer, Satan, liar, cheater, deceiver. Blame him for everything and hate him with all your heart. Blame him for everything. Oh no, Brother Kylie, you can't do that. People make choices. People have brought themselves to that situation and they should be accountable. The inspiration for what brought them there did not come from God, it came from Satan. So I say it again, I hate him. I blame him. He has provided the inspiration. Yes, we've made some bad choices. And we need to be accountable for our bad choices. But we have the opportunity to come to an altar of repentance and acknowledge our sin before God and our wrong choices and to ask God for his mercy and for his grace and then go on a war path of hating Satan and loving God because it's gonna take a love and a hate relationship to get out of here and get to heaven. You gotta hate sin and its author. I give you this math equation. Satan first divides and then he subtracts. But the Lord added daily to the church and the number of disciples was multiplied. God knows all about math and so does Satan. Which side of this equation are you gonna get on? Addition or multiplication or division and subtraction? I wanna get on the Lord's side. I, I ask you to stand with me, Joshua chapter 24. I read these verses in, in inviting you to this altar today. Now therefore, Joshua said, you should fear the Lord and you should serve him. That's the response of love. See, I told you love has gotta have a demonstration and a response. Serve him in sincerity and serve him in, better have a love for the truth, folks. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, then choose you this day whom you will serve. No man can serve two masters. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, in my house, we will serve the Lord. Why? Why would you serve the Lord? Because we love him. See, don't think you're ever going to pay back God for all he's ever done for you. Don't go there. You serve God because you love him, not because you're trying to earn anything. He already paid it. He's willing to offer it to you. 
serve him in sincerity, serve him in truth, and serve him from love. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.